friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. <sighs> um, let's go for it. Wait, right. I just realized yeah. today that we are like literally two weeks away from being in New York City, and I got very excited, like mid-work day today. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't think about it, or I will, that's all I'll think about. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting so excited. And I'm also trying to prep myself for how tired we're going to be. Um, but still very excited. So I just had to, and I know you sent me like a reel like earlier today to like, we're, I'm, I'm just ready for it. So I figured I would share that here. For those of you that are catching up, uh, Luella and I are going on a 24 hour New York trip <laughs> yes, in like two weeks. Twenty. Uh, I think we'll be there for, it'll be like 22 hours. Because <laughs> we land at like 8 something. Is that right? And then we leave at like 6 a.m. The next yeah, day. something like that. So, it's, so it is a 22-hour a trip to New York to go to a Broadway show. And honestly, like, why am I not doing that more often? If I lived in New, like if I lived in New York, I would still spend several several hundred dollars on a ticket to see the show. And if all I'm paying for is a seventy dollar round trip ticket, why don't I spend more? Like, hey, yeah, this Saturday I'm going to New York. <laughs> I need to do this more often. I think it's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel about it once we've stayed up for 36 hours straight. Right. Um, but yeah, anyways, okay. I just thought I'd throw that out there before we actually started because um, I'm excited about this episode. So give us the recap and we'll get into it. All right. So this week we watched season six, episode nine, titled The One Where Ross Got High. This was written by Greg Mallins, directed by Kevin S. Bright, and originally aired on November 25th, 1999. Monica hosts Thanksgiving and Chandler uses the occasion to try to win her parents over and Rachel tests her confused culinary skills on dessert. I can't believe we're nearing the end of the 90s in the show. Like we're about to cross over the threshold to the 2000s. To the new millennium. And it really, and it really does feel like the end of like an era. Like, Season four and season five are peak friends. And six, we're like, we're still good. Um, but without knowing, like, I know exactly what's happening at the end of season six, just because, like, you kind of know the general timeline. Right. It's like, after that, it kind of starts going, not downhill, but you can see why it ended, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, okay, we'll get into the storyline by kicking off the soft open. Um, So Chandler comes into his apartment, his and Monica's apartment, and Monica is, like, just getting off the phone with her parents. Surprise! They're coming for Thanksgiving dinner. Surprise even more, they don't know that she now lives with Chandler. And bigger surprise, they don't know the two of them are even dating. Right. So very big reveals in the first, like, 20 seconds of this episode. (laughs) And poor Chandler. Obviously, he's a bit upset, right? Understandably, at the fact. Mm -hmm. And, like, wants to know why 
like, and mainly they don't like him. She explains a bunch of reasons as to, like, why they might not like him, but he has a hard time parceling out whether that's why they don't like him or why she doesn't. <laughs> because, like, it's yeah. a lot of descriptive things about, like, well, maybe you're just messy. And you don't, like, it's very domestic things. Um, but she apologizes because she knows she shouldn't care what they think. And Chandler sees, like, the glass half full in the situation, luckily. And he's just like, I'll, I'll charm them into liking me, essentially. So it was a pretty right. good opener. It was just full of a lot of surprises, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So um, I find it interesting that the white dog, which she didn't want in their apartment, has made its way to the balcony. And oh, I'm, I didn't even notice. Yeah, he's just like chilling out there. When I first started watching it, I was like, what is on the balcony? And I couldn't figure it out until later yeah. in the episode. And then I they had like a shot where you could clearly see the balcony and you could see the dog. Uh So it is in fact at their house. Dang. Um, Okay. I did not see that at all. So that's a great catch. Didn't even, I mean, didn't even cast a glance that way. Yeah. And then a fun fact in the uncut DVD version of this episode, it starts in the coffee shop. And Ross mentions that Ben will be away with Carol's family. And if Monica can cook for him and then Rachel announces that she will be cooking the dessert much to the other's concern. So a little bit of like a little bit more of like a, I guess, lead up to the episode, but it didn't make it into the final version. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'm guessing that's on the DVD set. Is that what you said? Yeah. The uncut DVD version. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we spend a lot of time in the girls' apartment in this episode. And, I mean, the last 80% of the episode (laughs) is all in the girls' apartment. So at the top of the main part of the episode, we're going to spend some time in the guys' apartment. Now... After he, you can you can kind of tell that we've followed Chandler over from their apartment over to Joey's apartment because he goes over to Joey's and he finds Ross and Joey like hanging out together. Okay, playing They're video playing games. A video game that I used to play as a kid. What was it? It's called Twisted Metal, and okay. <laughs> I what? I kid you not, I was watching I was watching stop I was watching this. And I saw the screen and I was like, why do I, I literally paused it. And I was like, I know this video game. What is this video game? No. I had to like stop and look it up because I used to, my brothers all had a PlayStation growing up, but since I was a little sister, yes. I wasn't allowed to touch it. <laughs> of course. But of course I am the youngest. It's a boys club. <laughs> when they were all in like high school and middle school, they got, like they were at school and I was at home still, or somehow I was still home and they were all gone doing something. I would play their mm-hmm. video games, but they didn't oh. have girl games. So I would end up playing like Tony Hawk and Grand Theft Auto. Dude, and Tony Hawk game. was the best. It was the best. But oh, I Sean White's game. was awesome, too. We never had that one, but. Oh, it was a snowboarding yeah. one. It was so dope. I loved it. Dang, that's a great catch, too. Yeah, I was like. That's was why thrilled. you need a second. <laughs> yeah, that's why you need a co-lead because Llewellyn right now is killing it. Thanks. Um. Okay, so he okay, so Chandler takes this opportunity because he sees Ross there to ask him like 
about what he learned from Monica about the parents. And at first, like, Ross totally placates him and tells him, like, of course they like you. And then as soon as Chandler reveals, like, what Monica actually said, he caves completely. He's like, yeah, they don't like you. (laughs) So when Chandler (laughs) asks why, Ross starts giving him the same exact spiel that Monica did. It very vague, where he's like, I wish people would just know, (laughs) like, why? Why they don't like me. At this point, Janine comes in and Ross, like, totally bails on Joey by pretending that Joey was like trying to ask him to play the video games. Obviously Ross is peacocking here a little bit to try and like win over Janine, but he totally throws Joey under the bus in the meantime, as if like Joey strong armed him into getting into this video game. And Janine you know, doesn't really like play into that, but she does invite the guys to a Thanksgiving with her dancer friends. And so when she tells them that like, oh, we don't know how to cook and that we'll just probably end up drinking all day anyways, they quickly accept the invite. They passionately accept this invite. And Ross lays it on like a little thick here. And that's kind of like the only scene that happens outside of the girl's apartment. So do you have anything to say about like what's over at Joey and Chandler's place before we leave that set and move across the hallway, like officially for the rest of the episode? Um, the only thing is the Magna Doodle was the man on a, the man on the moon putting the flag down oh, with like a nice. little R2-D2 looking robot behind him. <laughs> Perfect. Love that. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so girls apartment, we will be here through the rest of the thing. I'm not going to take any breaks like about when the commercials were or where our normal breaks kind of are because of like transitions. It's all in the girls apartment. So at the top of this scene, the three ladies are cooking and we find out that this year we are getting the English trifle. And Phoebe asks Monica, like, what she's making for dessert, but does so, like, she tries to do it in a way to not tip Rachel off that she's, like, hoping there's something else to offer just in case. But Monica shocks everyone, including myself, (laughs) by telling (laughs) every, like, by telling, by telling them, like, she isn't making anything for dessert herself. And even, honestly, even Rachel shocked. But Monica is confident that she's not going to mess it up. Now, the guys come over, and I immediately notice something. Do you know what it is, Llewellyn? Immediately I noticed it, as soon as the guys come over. I don't know. The girls, all in red. Lots and lots of red. Joey and Chandler, who have this, like, side plot thing happening. Many, many, many shades of blue. Chandler is the only one in like a separate color scheme and it kind of separates him from the group just a little bit and sort of tells us that like he's going to have his own storyline going. But this is the first time I notice like they like all three women are in lots of reds, tops, bottoms, different shades of reds, maybe some oranges in there just to like mix it up a bit, but it's pretty much all red. And the guys are in, like, a combination of, like, blue T-shirts, jeans, maybe even a jean shirt with trousers that are blue. But literally, it's all shades of blue. And then Chandler's wearing, like, a black sweatshirt or something like that. So it makes him, like, stick out separately. But they're literally dressed, like, in their storylines. 
But I noticed it very, like, obviously when the guys came in and I was like, wait a minute, they're wearing, like, literally all blue. And then it pans to the three girls and they're all in red. Um, so for those of you that, like, maybe watch the show after you listen to us, or if you do, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know your lives. Um, pay special attention to that because it's it was very, like, obvious to me. I don't know. But um, anyways, OK, so back to the story. Um, the guys come in, like I said, and they're being very, uh, like, talkative, but in a very, like, pointed manner. They make sure to say Happy Thanksgiving. Wow, it looks great in here. Everything looks awesome. Oh, mm, it smells so good. Then a very quick, like, okay, this was great. See ya. <laughs> and Monica is like, eh, eh, eh. She is not having that. Not after like slaving all morning. And I am right. completely one on Monica's side. Oh, for sure. The guys kind of like dance around it. Um, pun intended. And Joey like completely breaks. Um, he he like they, they're kind of like, well, blah, blah, blah. and then finally Joey's like, come on, like, let us go. Or, you know, he does it in such a way that's like, oh, OK, Joey. But um, yeah, so that's going to set up like kind of Joey and Ross's like desire to get out of there. Um, and that's going to string itself kind of softly throughout the whole episode. Now, at this point, the parents arrive and Chandler makes a really great effort on the front end to impress the parents, but fails when he calls out the dad for having dandruff. <laughs> it was so His poor. face. <laughs> it was so good. Um... But we f- we make like really quick work of that. We flash forward to um, the whole group sitting down for the meal, and Chandler is still trying to get into their like the parents' good graces, and he like laughs at the dad's joke, which the dad doesn't really take too well to because he's like it wasn't funny, um, which is a little unfair from the dad. But again, he like they disdain Chandler at this point. Meanwhile. Phoebe in the background reveals to Rachel that she had a dream about Mr. Keller. (laughs) And now she's seen him a bit differently throughout uh, this episode. And I, I, I think it's, I was kind of, I was really grossed out by the storyline. It'd be different if like Mr. Geller looked more like Tom Selleck and she thought that. (laughs) I would agree. But he doesn't. Like, what is it? Uh, Elias Gould? Eli- Elliot Gould. Uh, Elliot Gould. Thank you. I was like, I knew I was off. Um, I I personally don't find him as, like, much of a looker, even, like, even on the older side of things. No, um, you are not alone. So this is, like, a weird, another weird storyline that's going to weave itself through and kind of have its own resolution, which will be kind of nice to move on from. But at this point... Phoebe has goo goo eyes. Wow. You all right there? Well, and you're just going to let me struggle for 30 seconds trying to see goo eyes. I was just seeing if you could get it. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Awesome. Okay. Googly eyes for Daddy Geller. Now, okay. (laughs) Once again, we... Speed through time Can and space. Can you never call him Daddy Geller again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. It Luckily, like it'll resolve to register. <laughs> oh gosh! I was actually surprised that you let it go. I was like, "Wow, oh, Llewellyn didn't comment on that." 
I was shocked. It was like sitting there in my brain, and I was like, did she really just say Daddy Geller? No. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to impress the Gen Zers that still listen to us, um, because we're too old for them. Um, okay, but once again, okay, we speed through time and space to this post-meal bliss when everyone is like stuffed and happy, right? And Monica is still trying to talk up Chandler, and it just isn't going well for him with the parents still. Now, Joey and Ross beg Rachel to speed up her dessert making because, like, there are dunk, uh, drunk dancers awaiting. But Rachel isn't quite done, and it, it did kind of bother me that, like, she is seeming to take forever on that last layer. Like, what, all she had to do was, like, peel some bananas and whip up some whipped cream? It just didn't seem like a lot. But it seemed like it took her like an extra two hours after after dinner to yeah. like get done. But she but this is the point where the, the joke starts to happen. She starts to describe her trifle to the guys and she is very proud. And honestly, until she reveals that one particular layer, I'm proud of Rachel. I mean, she is like she's like some some layers she made by hand, which is amazing, like especially if it's like custard and certain jams and things like that. That's impressive even for Rachel to hand make it. Um, so so she starts to describe the layers and then we get to the beef layer. <laughs> and the guys are very unsure about the whole thing, which to her, like, I mean, she she called it out, too. She was like. Yeah, I was I was interested in that as well, but you know they eat such weird things over there. <laughs> um, yeah. And at this point, Rachel like asks the guys um, to, or asks Joey to go over to his apartment to like borrow something, and they sneak like a quick look at the re- like the recipe to discover that the pages got stuck together. And um, Matthew LeBlanc's like when he goes Chandler. Okay. Uh, I believe I've seen that that is not scripted, right? That that was like yes. a non-scripted moment. You are correct. So him yelling that after learning that the magazines were stuck together was an ad-lib, ad-lib by <laughs> Mac LeBlanc. And it's funny. The creators also have considered it to be among one of the dirtiest jokes on the entire show. You know, I, I actually think it probably is because yeah. they really don't... I was actually jokes like that. I was like, whoa, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it really was. Um, Oh, also one other thing. Um, When Rachel is defending her truffle, um, when they had mentioned the whole like meat thing, you know, she mentions mincemeat pie, which yeah, mm -hmm. for anybody out there who has no idea what mincemeat pie is, um, it's something that people traditionally, at least in our culture, eat at Christmas. It is an English, uh, like, meal or dessert as well. Um, and modern varieties now typically don't contain meat, but they used to, I mm. guess. Um, but now most people oh. use, like, apples, raisins, brown sugar, spices, and other things. Oh. Um, but there are some versions that do actually contain meat. I don't know what meat, but... Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like a variety of whatever you have. It could be, probably. Like hmm. a meatloaf pie. Ugh. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Honestly, it might be delicious, though. I love meat, onions, and veggies. So I was like, that part sounds separate, like, good separately. 
Um, so as the guys are looking through, Ross discovers that she made half an English trifle and half a shepherd's pie. And they decide that, like, okay, in order to save the group from waiting for Rachel to make it all over again, they're just going to opt not to tell her and therefore suffer the consequences. And they will suffer. <laughs> now, yeah. Rachel come. Yeah, Wait, yeah, so, so like, a, and a very obvious mistake in this whole plan mm-hmm. is that they mm-hmm. noticed that the pages were stuck together. And if you think about Rachel's layered dessert, she did the bottom correct and the top correct, but the middle she got wrong. I so know. at some point she would have had to turn it back over and realize these pages yeah. are stuck together. I thought of that too. I thought of that too. I was like, why would it be in the middle? Yeah. And recipes don't usually like extend more than like one page. Right. So that, yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Great catch. Um, Rachel, so she rejoins, she's come, she comes back in complaining, like it's a hundred degrees in Joey's apartment. (laughs) And Joey's like, did it make you want to like walk around in your underwear? And when Rachel says no, he, he doesn't like take that as an opportunity to like question his life choices. He takes that as an opportunity to turn it up even hotter because we, we find out, like, this is a ploy by Joey to get Janine to walk around in her underwear. Yeah. <laughs> like, very, very heavy-handed. Now, we cut really quickly back to Phoebe, and she's still pining after Mr. Geller. Um, and that's literally all I wrote. Phoebe is still pining after Mr. Geller. And then I moved on. Um, now, Chandler, um, here here is where we find out what the deal is with Chandler and the parents. So Chandler continues to kind of stick his foot in his mouth. And the parents make this like side comment about him being stoned again, which has everybody kind of get those like questioning eyes. Like, why would they even say that? Immediately, immediately, wide-eyed Ross pulls Chandler aside to tell him that he remembers why his parents don't like him. It's completely Ross's fault. He tells Chandler that it was because his parents thought he smoked weed in Ross's bedroom and then jumped out the window. When in reality, Ross had been caught red-handed and didn't want to get like in trouble. So he just shoved Chandler under the bus. Um, and Ross is like, he, he confesses really easily, but he's very much like, we'll see that like he has a hard time just accepting the consequences of his actions or just fessing up to his own actions. Right. Well, because, because Monica, because up to this point, no, like Ross is like the golden child in his parents' eyes. He is. So he doesn't yes. want to mess that record up. I know he's been, he's been the favorite and yeah. like Monica comes in because her parents told her, to go make sure that Chandler wasn't trying to get Ross stoned, <laughs> which just confirms the story that we were just told. And Chandler wants Ross to fix it. But Ross, again, is having a hard time confessing. He's skirting around it. He's like, OK, but then who am I going to say tricked right. me into doing these things? So we kind of pause at that storyline. We jump back over to Joey, who's still on Rachel to like hurry up. And she's freaking out about messing up the only dessert. And Joey is freaking out about eating it. So Joey goes to pull Ross aside right when he's about to have like a tell all with the parents. But like Joey's isn't any better. He wants them to tell Rachel about her dessert. But Ross is like, we we just can't have like a nice Thanksgiving because he's. 
he's being pulled into these two separate storylines where he has to tell somebody the truth about something. <laughs> he's yeah. like, can't we just enjoy this nice Thanksgiving that we've got? He's like, this isn't truth day. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. But Ross grabs Rachel to distract her while like pulls her outside because they kind of come up with this ploy, right? And Joey's going to tell the group to pretend to like it. So we follow Ross and Rachel outside and like because Ross hasn't prepared anything, he like has Rachel thinking that he wants to get back together. And it's like sort of in like digging into Ross's life because she's like, you don't have to be afraid to be alone. And he's like, well, you're alone, too. And she's like, oh, I have Phoebe. You're alone alone. <laughs> like, it's starting yeah, to like it on thick. Ross is like, this is not what was supposed to be happening here. And so he, like, kind of takes that rejection on the cheek, and he wants to go back inside, but Joey isn't, like, quite done explaining to the group the game plan, and he gives them, like, these dumb acting lessons, um, which is just funny that he's, like, so bad, and Chandler's like, yeah, I'm going to stop paying, paying for those classes. But finally, like, each, like, the, the, the group knows what to do, and the time has come. Rachel like sets the scene for the group they're gonna enjoy this and only this dessert but phoebe brilliant smart strategic phoebe when asking about the dessert she's like so is this a classic or traditional british trifle and she's like yes it is and she goes okay and when you made it did you make it with eggplant or beef and she's like i made it with beef and she points out the fact that she is a vegetarian and cannot eat the dessert. Brilliant. Chef's kiss. So brilliant. brilliant. She got out of it in a way that was actually true to her like character. And it benefited her at such a moment that all the other friends would have been like, are you kidding me? Like, we have yeah. to eat this now? And Phoebe is like thrilled about it. She is so pleased with herself. Now... Rachel wants Monica, her bestest friend, to have the first bite. And Monica is trying at all costs to avoid the beef, onion, and veggie layer. But Rachel's not having it. Um, the guys are watching. Did you, like, take a peek at the guys' face while they're they're showing, like, the guys' face and Rachel while Monica's, yeah. like, got the back to the camera? Their faces are so funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like... I don't know if, if they were just acting or if David Schwimmer, like, actually lost character there for a second. Because I know, he, it's, it's, like, couldn't contain his laugh. Because I was wondering, like, do they know that they're in frame or do they think that the camera is getting Rachel, like, above them? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So I totally, like, I totally agree with you. It was like, I don't know if that's them or if they're playing their characters in the situation really well. But, at like... Um, now, okay, so then Monica kind of makes it a point, like, she puts the pee back on top of the whipped cream. Like, it just looks so disgusting. Like, I have, um, like, sympathy grossed outness in this episode. Like, I, to think about what they would be experiencing if the situation were real, I right. cannot. Like, I, I, I like, ugh, it makes me feel so, like, 
heavy stomached. I don't know how to explain it, but it doesn't make me feel good. But Monica's like, I love it so much that I don't want to keep it to myself. And everybody needs to take a bite. Like she is done suffering alone. (laughs) She is going to pull everybody down with her. And at this point, like they all go to do like they all take a big old bite. And this is where the group just completely breaks up to handle all the grossness separately. Chandler goes on the balcony because he wants to enjoy it outside. The parents want to dial their friend to share about their experience. Monica goes to the bathroom because she wants to see herself eating it. She wants to be able to watch herself and see it while she eats it, which is I'm it's it was like. It's so funny. And Rachel is like very confused by this mass exodus. So when she goes to like taste it, because she's like, what's wrong? Ross just shovels it. I mean, actual shoveling it into his mouth. And like, as you're watching this all happen, you notice if you notice early enough, which when you know the plot, you know to look at Joey too. If you don't get distracted by like what they're actually trying to point you to look at. Joey is just even Steven eating one bite at a time. He's not in a hurry. He's not in a rush. He is just he is steady. And so he's eating it with no issue right next like right next to what's happening. Joey like once Rachel kind of goes off Joey like points out because Ross is like it tastes like feet and Joey's like I like it and he's like how can you like it and he's and he points out like all the individual layers and so it's interesting to hear it from Joey's perspective like he's saying like I like all things all these things individually so it's almost like he can separate it in his mind that like I like all of these things separately just like I would like all of those ingredients separately it's just like when you put like lady fingers and jam with meat and sauteed onions, I just in my mind, I can't rectify it. But Joey seemed to think Joey seemed to be able to. Yeah. Which was like, I mean, Ross couldn't even fathom it. Yeah. Now. OK. okay a no, couple things yeah. before mm-hmm. you go on. So first off, that bowl of a trifle that she made was so large. So you're big. telling me this girl only got six plates because if you count, there's eight people. Phoebe didn't eat. Rachel didn't eat. So there were only six plates. Mm. And yet there wasn't enough for Rachel to have her own. It just didn't make sense. Um, okay. I agree. But I could also counter because in a way, the dish was deep. So instead of like scooping out like a portion, you had to go all the way to the bottom, almost like a, a tall cake. And with how skinny it was, like the diameter of the thing wasn't actually that big. It was just deep. But they had to get all the layers. So if you did three cuts, you would get six pieces. So I can I can kind of understand how they got there. But in theory, I totally get what you're saying. Like, why wouldn't Rachel have her own dessert? I get that. Yeah, because if you're cutting it that way, too, I mean, you don't need thick pieces. You could do thinner pieces to get all the layers, you know, because some of those layers doubled. Anyways, not the point. Um, Joey mentions that he's the only one who likes Rachel's dessert. But in reality, 
Matt LeBlanc admitted that he was disgusted by it because <laughs> oh, if you've no. seen if you've seen the gag reel and I this is like the one thing I remember about this episode and I thought it was in the episode <laughs> but it's in the gag reel where David Schwimmer is like trying to shovel it so fast and like he can't and so he starts laughing and ends up spitting it back out on his plate and then Matt LeBlanc reach, reaches over and eats what he spit back out. So Matt LeBlanc doesn't oh, like it. And he said, guy. you know, because oh. there was at one point where I actually ate what David Schwimmer had already consumed. Um, he's like, and that was just disgusting. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that, too. Yeah. Like he had put it on. He had like spit it out of his mouth and then Chandler or and then like Joey ate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gross. OK, we have to keep going. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. At this point, Rachel comes back in with Chandler from the balcony and she is retelling, retelling this tale that Chandler like obviously told her that a bird swooped in, grabbed his trifle, and as he was trying to fly away, he dropped it. My issue with this shot is that the bathroom door is open. If Monica was in there shoving food either down the toilet or in the trash, they're standing right outside the open bathroom door. Now, she could, like, put her plate, I guess, in the bathtub and just sit it there, which doesn't seem like I'm trying to make sure this disappears. It just, I just, I was like, I would have gone in and closed the door and been like, what do I do with this thing? And then, like, flush yeah. it down the toilet, probably. Yeah. But, like, when Rachel and Chandler come back in, there's some shots with the camera of, like, right in the open bathroom door. And I'm like, Monica would be right there trying to figure out what to do with her dessert still because she has not come back out. So, anyways. Okay. So then Phoebe comes out. She was taking her Thanksgiving nap, or was trying to, and tells her about a dream where she now no longer finds Jack, Jack attractive, but it did include Jacques Cousteau and a seahorse. Um, so we have quickly hopped off of the Jack train. Thank the good Lord in heaven, because I was about done with that storyline. Now, here is the scene to end all scenes. It is such a great scene. Mm. I love Monica and Ross yelling at each other. Yes, I can. I love this scene. As soon as it started, I was like, here we go. So Ross had his chance to tell the parents, and he has skirted around his ownership of the truth long enough. So Monica takes over and reveals the truth to the parents. Mom and dad, it was Ross that smoked pot in college, not Chandler. Um, but... It, it it worked, so it worked because Ross admits the truth to his parents, and it and it it could have ended there. <laughs> like she had told the truth, it was out there, and everything was good. But then she like turns it into an all out battle because in addition to her taking on telling the truth for Ross in this instance, she also then can't leave it. And she tells her dad that it wasn't the mailman who stole his Playboy. Ross did. And Ross is like, Ross's face, he is shook. He was like, we were only telling the one thing today. <laughs> so he retaliates. And I think rightfully so. Because 
when Ross retaliates, it's kind of like, okay, the first one is fair. That was not my lie to tell. And that needed to be like reconciled. But at this point, now you've taken it one too far. And now I need to do like an arm for an arm. So he retaliates. The hurricane didn't break the porch swing. Monica did. Then Monica comes back with, Ross hasn't worked in the museum for a year. And it was at this point, Llewellyn, that I realized, what has he been doing for the last year in this show that I have completely missed? He's speaking as a professor at NYU. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) I was like... Which you would think that, like, a professor at NYU is better than working at a museum. Like, I don't know why he would be ashamed. I don't know at this point if he's gotten the actual, like, professor job or if he's still just, like, guest speaking. Okay. Okay. Because they haven't really... Like a guest class spot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I literally was like, Llewellyn, you wouldn't believe it. When he said, when she said Ross hasn't worked in the museum for a year, I was like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) What has he been doing with his life? I was totally like, I missed something and I know it. But anyways, okay. So then Ross comes back with the ultimate. Monica and Chandler are living together. But then (laughs) Monica kicks back. Ross married Rachel in Vegas and got divorced again. And then... And then this is where, like, it all breaks loose. Now the friends are going to get involved. Phoebe shouts out that she loves Jacques Cousteau. Rachel wasn't supposed to put beef in the trifle. And Joey wants to go. (laughs) He is very adamant about it. And that's a lot of information to get in 30 seconds, is what the mom says. Classic line. Classic friends moment. This was awesome. Now, here's where the mom... Here's where, like, it's only a mom that can take over at this moment, right? Like, this is a mom takeover. Joey, if you want to leave, just leave. Rachel, no, you weren't supposed to put beef in the trifle. And it was terrible. (laughs) Phoebe, I think Jacques Cousteau is dead. (laughs) And then Monica, why you hit an important relationship is beyond me. And they kind of figured with the porch swing, which is what the the dad chimes in. But then they look over to Ross, and this much must have been just a moment for Monica, because, like, she has spent her whole life being the bee child, you know, the one that, like, doesn't get recognized, doesn't get, like, isn't the poster child, and they go, Ross, divorced again? <laughs> such it disappointment, so but, but it was so quietly delivered in such yeah. a pointed way that it was like, oh, that's so good. And then she praises Chandler for sticking by Ross through his drug problem. <laughs> Can I so just say good. the facial expressions it's in this so entire good. episode were so good and so on point. They like, were, yes. People would deliver a line and then somebody would give a facial expression and I would just die. I'm like, this is the best. It was, it was so good. And like, they were just like, you're like, we think you're wonderful. And like, they love him now. Like he's one of their own. And they turn and it's really funny because they're like embracing Chandler. And it's like, they don't even know what to do with Ross and Monica. But Chandler feeling like accepted now tells the parents like, I'll talk to them, you know, because like these roles have kind of switched. Um, And that can Includes like not only by far I think the greatest scene in the entire episode, personally, but 
the main part of the episode before we get to the tag. So is there anything else before we do the tag? Okay. Yeah, a couple things. Um, When in the middle of their sibling spat, um, Ross mentions Hurricane Gloria not breaking the porch swing. And that was actually valid because Gloria was a hurricane that um, had such a large impact and destruction in Long Island that they Mm. ended up retiring the name as a hurricane name. Um, Wow. And... It Don't was, they do that with all the big ones? Yeah. Yeah. Like Katrina. You'll never have another Hurricane right. Katrina. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was in 1985. So Monica would have been about oh, wow. 16, 17 years old. Um, okay. And then in that same scene, or actually a little bit later when her dad reveals, like, we kind of knew it was you. If you look in the back, you can see... Like in the back corner, you can see part of the set and spike tape, which is used to Ah. set pieces and whatnot. So that was kind of a a goof. And then last thing, again, in the uncut DVD version, Elliot Gould, who plays Jack Geller, mentions that this is his favorite episode. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's It's a good episode. I mean, it's his favorite probably of the ones that he's in because it is a yeah. really good one and it's like the longest one that they're in like they have a they're in they're every in it, scene yeah. almost man that's great now um we rack we wrap up with the tag um everyone's cleaning up um and ross is like floored that they would all like protect her feelings and as a as the friends are sort of fessing up that they didn't actually eat it and that there are random trifle servings like hidden in the apartment, Joey like keeps stating that he in fact followed behind them and ate every last serving. And that's kind of the, the gist of the wrap up, um, which makes it really funny. So I think it's obvious, but what was your favorite scene? Oh, for sure. The spat between Ross yeah, and Monica. hundred percent. It makes up for every, like, I can't even think of any other scene in this, in this, um, episode. Like, I I know it happened, obviously, because we just talked about it. But when I think of this episode, I will always think of just that one scene. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. It's so funny. Um, so then, okay, based on that, how would you rate the episode? Um, I think I'm going to give this one a, oh gosh, um, a seven, seven, seven. Okay. I I enjoyed it. I mean, I think a lot of their Thanksgiving episodes are funny and re- and good. Um there's a lot of them. But I think I I'm setting aside the number of mistakes that they've made and like just things that like sure. didn't like make sense. Um but I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever how they were pulling Ross between two storylines like you had mentioned and he how he was like handling it. Um yeah, I just thought it I just thought it was a good episode. It was a fun episode to watch. I had my I found myself mm-hmm. like watching it and like not looking for things. So I'd have to like rewind it and like, okay, did I miss anything? Um oh, just yeah. because it was like that's enjoyable great. to watch. So yeah, that's what I'll give it. That's awesome. Um I uh, I know that I know that it doesn't have anything to do with like furthering storyline, but I Especially that last scene, it was so dynamic. 
and even just the hilarity of like I thought they did Rachel like really well and like she did put in her best effort it just like failed her but she did it in like the best way possible so I just thought they did a really great job I thought it was funny I laughed out loud and then that last scene was just like killer and so good so I'm gonna give it a Central Park um Dang. I thought it was great so yeah okay uh we're entering the post show wrap up trivia all Let's right see what we can land what was the name of phoebe's roommate no one else knew about denise denise no <laughs> what it's it's russell <laughs> what i am shocked i for sure Llewellyn. thought that would be denise Llewellyn, stop it stop I lying don't... to me stop lying right to my face you want me to send you a picture that's what it says it's Denise. That's the whole joke. I'm gonna Google right now. Who the heck is? Are Russell? you sure you don't have? Are you sure you don't have two cards stuck together like the like am, the like the pages of the recipe? I am like positive. maybe that's the back of the next card. I am positive. Russ is the name of the guy that Rachel dated that looked like Ross. But that was Russ. Russell. Well, I know, but that could it's probably short for Russell. Stop it. I'm, I don't, I think we should quit podcasting. <laughs> this should be the last episode. What? Who's Russell? Okay, hold on. I have, hold on, hold on. I'll hold tell on. you, I'll tell you I'm right Googling now. It. I have never once heard the name Russell. This is like something, this is a big deal. Apparently a lot of people have Googled this. I'm honestly shocked. I'm shocked. Um, Should I do social media spotlight while you're getting the trivia part together? And we could do the second one? Yeah. Okay. Um, so a little social media spotlight. Um, our friend um, Aradia um, on Instagram, she responded to the reel that I did of, of Chandler where he's looking like real hot. And she's like, so this good, man so with good. the like little sweaty emoji. Um, she said, in my opinion, Chandler is hotter than Joey. We agree. Um, try and change my mind. We absolutely won't do that <laughs> because we agree with you. Um, uh, Kimberly, um, Kimberly Anderson uh, also followed up with the the one meme that Manang sent us <laughs> with the camel, and it's like the the like camels trying to run, and it's all like its limbs are everywhere, and it just reminds us of the episode that we had like. <laughs> just done so funny um so thanks for responding to that um and then uh fran has just responded a little bit to our reels so short social media spotlight um but still a goodie okay did that give you time Llewellyn? i'm not seeing anything so his so ross's divorce attorney was named russell so that's popping up okay. but I, I everything i typed in like phoebe's roommate russell episode and Everything that's coming up is her secretive roommate, Denise. So I think the card is wrong. But if a friend out there wants to search for it and give us an answer. Yeah, if you want to tell us what we've missed. Right. Because I can't find it. Then please enlighten us and we will share it on our social media spotlight. Because I, I mean, I answered it so quickly because it's Denise. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, Anyways. the next one. Let's let's do the second one and and move us move us along. It's also a name one, and it's also Phoebe related. Uh, oh. What's Phoebe's father's oh, no. name? It's Frank, and if it's not Frank, I'm gonna flip out. It's Frank. <laughs> what if it was like Joe? <laughs> it's Derek, and you're like, who's Derek? That's funny. I quit. Okay. Um, recommend to a friend. Uh, do you have one? I do have one. All right, go for it while I think. Okay. Um, recently, um, as I have been sharing kind of loosely, I mean, I haven't really shared a, a ton, but just the idea that like my friends and I are just trying to look at more health um, related things for ourselves. But I've also been doing that in relation to my dog as well. Um, my dog is a Yorkie, a little binky, um, and she's like 14 years old. So you know, she's in her, she's a senior, a senior dog. She's still spunky, has energy. But I've just started noticing like small things like um, her kidney functions hasn't, haven't been like as good. So there's just things that I've been like monitoring with her vets. But I've also been wanting like a more holistic approach to her health care. So I've been doing my research and trying to find local vets that do like a mixture between Eastern and Western medicine. Um, but also do it in such a way that's like individualized for my dog and not so systemized that it's like, yep, every year you should be getting her teeth like done because small dogs, it's like if it's not going to bring her like better life, then like why do it and put her under anesthesia, especially for a small dog who's 14 years old. So I've just been like trying to find natural approaches. And there is this dog food um, or a dog supplement brand that this um, my vet had a part in creating and you don't need a prescription for it but it's all like natural health things it's called pet tau um and there's like um there's treats that they're um that there's treats that they have supplements that they have that you can um make as additives and know that they are good healthy clean ingredients um with also like a holistic pet care in mind I don't know anything about shipping to different countries or if that's even something you'd be interested in. But I do know that um, you can obviously ship them and buy them in the United States. So I've attached Pet Tau in the show notes and you can purchase those without a prescription. But they're going to be holistic pet uh, like pet health supplements and treats for I think they have anything from cats, dogs and horses even as well. Um, but my vet that I ended up finding in Nashville, um, helped create them and he's a super holistic Eastern medicine type guy. So if you're looking for ways to make sure that your pets are holistically healthy, Pet Tau has great supplements for you and I would highly recommend to a friend. So that's mine. Nice. I gave, I gave like a okay. good two or three minute spiel yeah, on that. So good. did it, <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, I don't know if I Yay! actually shared about this one yet or not. If I did, it would have been two years ago. So um, I'm just going to do it again. Um, okay, sure. It's a TV show. And I'm only sharing about it because the next season is about to come out. It's called Schmigadoon. Do you remember me talking about this? Not in the least bit. And actually, okay. is that the reel you posted today on your personal feed? Yes. Yes. Okay, I've never seen that before in my entire life, so I absolutely, with 100% accuracy, know that you have never okay. mentioned it to me or this podcast. Cool. 
Okay, well. So congratulations. You have a recommend people, to a friend. <laughs> thanks. Some people don't know about it because it's an Apple TV Plus only show. Like it's only on Apple TV. Um, but they're, so essentially it's, it was created during the pandemic um, when Broadway was shut down. Surprise, surprise. Mm. I'm talking about Broadway again. Um, and no. it literally <laughs> has like a ton of cat, like cast members, like Broadway stars, like so many big ones, like Aaron is in it. Chris, Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Um, I'm blanking on all the names currently, but like you would notice a lot of the people. Um, but it's kind of like a spoof on uh, like old school, um, like the golden year, golden era of musicals. So like think of like Carousel, The Music Man, Oklahoma, like those type of musicals. Essentially, um, this couple like finds themselves in this town called Schmigadoon. And it's literally like a town that does nothing but like sing and dance and it's hilarious it's raunchy it's all things that a theater geek would love but somebody that's not a theater geek would be like what am i watching and why are they singing about corn pudding right now <laughs> like it is oh, so it so me so i'd probably hate it yeah it's hilarious it's called schmigadoon it's on apple tv and they and um, probably like a month from now are releasing their second season which they're calling schmicago based on the next era <laughs> of like Broadway musicals. So like Chicago cabaret, like those like darker edgier type shows or whatever. So like same exact actors, but they're different characters in the the second one. And they just released the trailer and it's, I like cannot wait. I'm so excited. But um, if you have Apple TV or if you know somebody who has Apple TV, they're like eight episodes and they're like 30 minutes a piece. So they're like, you can literally binge it in one day. Um, but it's good. It's called Schmigadoon. Don't ask me how to spell that. Just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> or we'll attach it in the show notes as yes, well. We will attach it. I, I at least usually attach like the IMDB or something that at least gives you like how to get there. So, um, okay. What a great episode. Gosh, we laughed. We laughed some more. I tried to say googly eyes and Llewellyn just let me flounder. It was a good episode. So um, we're going to continue on. And next week, we're going to cover the one with the routine. And y'all know what's coming. Oh, it's I can't be a wait. Good one. I know. Me neither. All right, friends. We will catch you next week on the Wellness Friends podcast. Bye.